So, Simeon, firstly, everybody's focused on Amazon. Let's talk some of the other names. What about Target? Are they going to steal the limelight? I don't know about stealing the limelight, but I think the other players, many of them are doing what we thought they were going to do. So if you look at both Walmart and Target, what you see is a big emphasis on pickup at store. And of course, that's, you know, there are a couple of reasons for that. One, they have the stores, but it's a cost issue. You know, they're not as efficient at getting stuff to your house as Amazon is. So if they can talk you into picking it up at the store, it gives them a chance to offset the the uh, worst balance sheet and worst income statement implications of them trying to compete head on with Amazon. Some of the other online folks are also doing what you'd expect them to do. I just checked out Chewy's website. They're giving you a big discount to, to uh, turn on auto ship because 70 percent of their of their customers are actually subscription based, which is a huge moat to compete in that niche against Amazon. And even Etsy, which has all these eyeballs from the mass sales, has a little thing at the top of their website that says, yeah, we have sales here, too. So I think the, all, the other players are going against Amazon trying to play to whatever relative strengths or at least non-weaknesses that they can play to. Mm. So where are the biggest weaknesses that you see for Amazon? Is it the product niche like a place like Chewy? Is it uh, uh, just general merchandise? I mean, can Target pick up the higher uh, price items and furniture, electronics? I mean, where is the Amazon weak spot? Well, there isn't a weak spot per se. It's a question of who can coexist. Hmm. And clearly, the ne a few niche players are able to coexist. It's not just Chewy or Etsy, but also, uh, you know, Wayfair is also carving out a niche. On the omni-channel front, you will continue to see uh, margin pressure on the brick-and-mortar players who are making the transition. But I think you will that that will be a never-ending trend for them to continue to try to take advantage of their physical locations, whether it is that pickup at the store or delivery from your local store, to try to offset the fact that they really need that expensive uh, double set of distribution as well as all those brick-and-mortar costs that they have. Simeon, how quickly do investors uh, know how well these are going? Right? I mean, there's kind of this macro question about how big sales will be in a holiday shopping period, and I guess we can call it that, it basically is a holiday now, without second stimulus. I mean, over the last six months, people have been spending like crazy, uh, but the question here, I think, is does that happen again? Do we get round two? Uh, the market and the narrative we've heard from a lot of our guests is that the market's focused on maybe stimulus three months, four months, inauguration day, but as far as people spending right now, when will we know how these sales are going? Yeah, I mean, we'll get some information from Prime Day, but more specifically, there's actually been some, I would say, slightly better economic news from the data that you would have expected. We actually had a rebound in consumer confidence in September, uh, which was pretty meaningful, not back to pre-pandemic levels, but up from the lows of the summer. And that was when the height of the stalemate, which I guess we're sort of still in the height of the stalemate, but there was no expectation from stimulus you know, four to six weeks ago when you saw consumer confidence increase. Um, and, you know, people have saved money, those people who haven't lost their jobs. But look, this is still mostly about the, the continued incursion and the growing of the pie for the online retailers. We've talked about this uh, many times before, Oliver, but if you look at Q2, still in the midst of that lockdown, only 16% of sales were online. That was a hockey stick up from 11% last year but still relatively low. 
And I always know your next question is about valuation, so I kind of prep myself. Um, <laughs> but if you look at, uh, if, if look, these are growth opportunities. But if you compare them to the most obvious other growth opportunity, and you look at the S and P 500 tech sector, uh, yeah, our ticker ONLN, which is our ETF, and it follows the ProShares online retail online retail index. That's actually trading at half the relative price to book against the tech sector uh, as compared to when we launched that mm. just a few years ago. So, you know, look, you got to pay a little bit for growth, but this is not quite as expensive as the mega cap high flyers. And compared to the S&P 500, Q2 earnings doubled from Q1 versus cutting half for the broad S&P 500. So, you know, the money is going to online and the profitability as well.